0: Oh, good morning. It is wonderful to have you all here this morning. Please join me as we sing the doxology, and it's found in the red hymnal, number 549, In the red hymnal, number 549, and we'll sing the doxology. 715 Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts the whole earth is full of his glory where can I go to escape where can I hide from your presence if I climb to the skies you are there, if I lie down in hell there also could I flee on the wings of the dawn and camp far beyond the ocean even there your presence would follow, your strong arm would grasp me If I say, let the darkness asshroud me, let the daylight around me be night, I find that the dark cannot daunt you, that night seems as bright as the day, and darkness like light. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 457. My hope is built on nothing less. Number 457, my hope is built on nothing less. And you may be seated if you, if you want to be. Thank you for singing with me this morning, and you may be seated. Let us go before the Lord in prayer this morning. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you have brought us here just to learn more about you. And God, our hearts and minds are open to the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And Lord, we come before you with the needs and requests that we have in our lives the challenges that we are facing, the things that we are trying to work out in our lives so that we can have the best result possible. God, we desire to follow your will and to seek your will for our lives, but God, many times we individually just seem to get in the way of that process. And God, I would ask that you would set our own selfish desires aside and that we focus on what you want best in our lives, because we know that is the best. But God, you do hear our prayers. You do hear our concerns. You do hear about the silly things that we pray about. But God, you care about those things, because everything in our lives is important to you. And we praise you for that. We think of the needs of family members and of friends, of patients throughout this medical center of the family members that will be visiting, of the staff that are working here today. And Lord, in the same way that we offer up our own prayers, Lord, we offer our prayers for them as well, that you would help them with the challenges, that they would desire to seek your will for their lives, wanting the best by doing that. And God, we do not take this opportunity for granted to come and worship you here in this chapel. We thank you for all the servicemen and women that have provided this opportunity that we have to worship freely, that have served in our military in peace and in war, because in that process, they have guaranteed that freedom. And we praise you for that. And we praise you for them, and we lift up the families of all of those service members and well, because they too have endured many of the same sacrifices and the hardship as their loved ones have. And God, we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn is number 303, I Serve a Risen Savior, in the red hymnal. Number 303, I Serve a Risen Savior.
1: The day of His appearing will come at last. He lives, He lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives,
2: He lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how?
1: loving, so good and kind. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how?
0: Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 8, beginning with verse 34. Summoning the crowd along with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone wants to be my follower, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life because of me and the gospel will save it. For what does it benefit a man to gain the whole world, yet lose his life? What can a man give in exchange for his life? Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God, Lord, we are so thankful that we've had this time of worship. We praise you for the scriptures that we have read, the hymns that we have sung, the prayers that we have offered. And Lord, what a blessing it is that we can do that as one body of believers in your Son, Jesus Christ. And God, I would ask that you would just help me continue that process as we just want to praise and worship you more. Help me now with the power of your Holy Spirit in my life. In Christ's name, amen. Well, I don't know if you've been following the news lately, but are you aware of how much the Powerball and the mega ball jackpot is worth? Quite a bit, right? Now, I've got to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind having a piece of that. However, there's something important here in that example. Even if we won all of the money that would be available through both of those jackpots, and we lose our eternal life, is it worth it? If we lose our eternal life, is it worth it? Might be worth it for a season. Might be worth it for a few months. Might be worth it for a few years. But God reminds us in our daily lives that one day this life that we have will come to an end and we will begin a new life a new life in heaven. Do we hope for that, or is it at times that sometimes when I think about those things, it's hard for me to grasp, it's hard for me to understand, it seems to be out of my reach. There are times when I think about my own individual life and the things that I'm doing and the things that I've accomplished and the things that I want to do with the years that I have remaining, because I know that the years ahead of me are going to be less than they were behind me. And I think about those things. And then I ask myself the question, God, I just don't know what direction to go here. I ask you to just help me out because I seem to have choices, and choices are not a bad thing. But I think many times it's hard just to find that one choice that God wants us to do. And I think what helps us to do that is understanding that within our own life, That no matter what we could gain, no matter how many billions of dollars that we can obtain, all of those things mean nothing in terms of the impact that we can have in people's lives and also the impact that we can have as we look to the future to be with God in all things. Because we truly do gain a very personal life in Christ, when we look at Christ and what he has done for us, when we accept the gospel, the good news of what Christ has done for us on the cross and enables us to have communion and fellowship with God once again, if we accept Christ into our lives, there's nothing that we can give in exchange for that. There's nothing that we can earn in exchange for that. There's nothing that could be made up for what Christ has done for us on the cross. And do we understand that? We should. I should. But yet sometimes it just seems to be outside our grasp. But yet we seem to understand if I get the correct numbers and the different drawings that are coming up, I'll be benefiting from it. I can see it. I can understand it. It can be in my reach. And we pray, Lord, give me the numbers so that I could win. But we both know that that's not necessarily foolishness, but it is pretty silly. But then the scriptures tell us, hey, here, if you really want to truly have something very special that will last for eternity, it's to take up your cross, take up Christ's cross, and follow him. Because in this portion of Scripture, Christ gives us a question. What is life's purpose for you and for me? That each and every one of us face the possibility of having a wasted life. I don't know about you, but I don't want my life to be wasted. I want to leave some kind of legacy behind, whatever that might be. I'd like to be able to define it for you, but I I just don't know other than I can tell you that I just want to leave something behind in a good, positive way for my family, for my friends, because I don't want my life to be wasted. And what's interesting about that is Christ poses the question that you and I face the possibility of having a wasted life if we are not following the gospel of Jesus Christ. The message of Christ being incorporated into our lives. And Christ also gives us the question about the whole idea of what our life is doing. The values in which we have. The things that we strive for. Maybe promotion, maybe wealth maybe other things that gives us a different perspective about our own selfish lives that God does not want us to have. Christ poses that question to us. He asks us, What are your values? What reflects who you truly are as a person? Is your life wasted or has it accounted for something? Something other than yourself. But then Christ gives us the opportunity to say, you know what, if you follow me, you can have a worthwhile life. You can have a life that means something. You can have a life that leaves a legacy. A legacy in which you will be remembered and thought of. And it's not a numbers game. It's not about how many people will remember you or how many people will think of what a wonderful person you was. It could just be one person. One person that says, you know what, that person made a difference in my life and at that point in time my direction was changed because of the contact that I had with that person. And that person can be you and that person can be me. And even if they don't remember our names, they will understand and feel the love and compassion that we gave to them. Giving them maybe a thought, some wisdom, some direction because of your own life experience and what you have shared. And many times from that, it's unfortunately because of the mistakes that we have made that we gain wisdom and we are able to share that with others. Hey, I had that problem too and this is what I did to help me during that time. And that person will go, yeah, you know what? I'm going I'm to do that too because I can see myself applying what you have learned to my own individual life. And we can make a difference. We can make our lives worthwhile. And then we can see within our own lives the impact that we can have. Even if it's just a little. Because God never cares about the numbers. And Jesus gives the example, gives the parable of leaving the 99 and going after the one sheep. So God doesn't care about numbers. But what he does care about is how you are living your life. And if you are living your life out, doing the best that you can with the power of the Holy Spirit in your lives as being a follower of Jesus Christ. What else can we say? What else can we do but to say, hey Lord, I want to be your follower. I want to take up your cross and I want to follow you. And Lord, it might be difficult at times and I know I'm going to, quote unquote, have to give some things up. But we are reminded that that is the best direction that you and I can go to. Because it does give us a life that is meaningful, that has purpose, that is worthwhile. And then we see our attitudes and our actions and the direction our lives begin to change. Because as we desire to be followers of Jesus Christ all of a sudden we seem to have compassion and love and circumstances and with people that we could never have before, that we never thought that we could ever have. We have a sense of desiring to have no walls or no barriers that prevent us from truly reaching out to a person, showing them that love and compassion. But then we see within our own lives that as we go forward desiring to be a follower of Jesus Christ, that God begins to confirm what we are doing in our lives. The things that we are doing, God says, you know what? Well done. You made the right decision. It required something of you and there was a sacrifice there. But I could sense that you're trying to follow my will for your life. And then we see as we are making those decisions that God is following along, that he is walking by our side. And people begin to see the change in us, wondering what has happened. They see the life that we are leading that all of a sudden now it has been positive. We show love and compassion. We reach out to other people. We begin to confirm what Christ has done for us. His desire to be a part of our everyday lives. And then we see the richness that he gives us. We become more and more attracted to want to be a follower of God. We make the effort to worship God in a very special way because we can sense his presence in our lives. And as we are a follower of Jesus Christ, we see for the first time how approachable God is because we want that life that only can be found in Christ. And we see how approachable God is. And all the richness that He has given us, all the many blessings, all of a sudden for the first time we see them around us. We see that life is good. The way in which we view life begins to change. It's not like Eeyore and Winnie the Pooh, where everything's going to be bad and it's just going to be an awful day. We begin to see life. Honestly, truthfully, and optimistically. Because we know that we have a life in Christ. And we begin to see that all the little things that God has given us for the first time truly is a blessing. All the relationships that he gives us. All the benefits of just living in him. And yes, we have ups and downs we have valleys and we have mountain pops but when we come back to the core of what we believe in the core values we should see the steadiness that God wants us to have that our life should not be a series of ups and downs but just little blips And overall, the chart says that we are steady in Christ, going up to understand the progress that we are making in our lives. Because that's how God wants us to live, as we are a follower of him. And as we see, as we follow God and as we see God and approaching God, as we understand that we are confirming the life that God has given us through Jesus Christ, all of a sudden in everything we do, in the compassion, and the love that we have, we have an attitude of wanting to worship God, confirming what we believe in Christ. The desire just to want to worship God in all that we do. Whistling in the car singing songs of praises if you will as we're just walking down the hallways or on the street all of a sudden we have good thoughts about the relationship that God wants us to have and we don't seem to have that burden anymore that we used to have of thinking about all the mistakes that we've done in the past and how undeserving we are and all those things have been removed because of our desire to be new in Christ to see the whole process of God being confirmed again and again and if we had a piece of paper and we could write down confirming the Christ that is in our lives as we follow him all the different things that have changed the outlook, perspective, our vision our attitude, our desires. All of the things have gone to the side of Christ. And we never thought that we could ever obtain that. We never thought that we could live a life with the freedom of liberty that God gives us through His grace. And then we understand the whole idea of what can it benefit a man if he gains the whole world that loses his own life. And then we see the life that God wants us to have. Because in exchange for us, Christ is the intermediary. He is the one that comes between us and God. He is the one that bridges the gap. So you and I can benefit from life in the present and life that is yet to come but understanding that within our own lives we have to see the things that we do honor God. And our desire to confirm what God has already done through His Son, Jesus Christ, we see within our own personal lives the whole idea that we want to please God because we want to honor God. Not because we have to, but because we want to. In our prayers and in our actions, we want to honor God. And doing so, we are acknowledging our relationship with God. We are acknowledging the whole idea that, God, you come before us. And our desire to please God is something that we do because of love. Because of what Christ has done for us through his Son. We reciprocate the love. And when we begin to praise God in a very unique and special way, many times we praise God... And it's hard for people to understand within our own individual lives. You praise God and I praise God in different ways because we know, I know, where God has taken me. God has been with my journey. And I praise God for all of those things that He has seen me through. All of the things that He has forgiven me for. All of the things in which God pours out his grace. And in the same way for you, the whole idea of how you praise God. Because God has been with you along your journey. God has poured out his forgiveness and grace to you. And we desire to praise God because he has taken all of that and he has put it aside and he has given us the freedom and the liberty that he wants us to live as those those things have never happened they have been forgiven everything has been wiped clean and when we understand that we confirm all the things that Christ is telling us here this morning as he told the disciples and the crowd and that is what it's about about living the good news the good news of the gospel The good news of Christ. The good news of the life that he wants to give us all of the time. The present has been guaranteed in Christ. The future has been guaranteed in Christ. But God wants us to make that decision for ourselves. God allows us to make choices in our lives because if it was any other way there's no way that we could worship God in the right way God gives you choices God gives me choices every day in terms of how we want to live how we exercise what we believe in and I thank God for the choices that he gives me there are times where some of those choices is like God I don't know what to do I don't know what is the right decision but yet when we go before God he tells us the presence of his Holy Spirit for the presence of his word for the fellowship that we have with other people that maybe have gone down that road before and we listen to their wisdom we listen to their story and God gives us direction from all of those things. Because that we see truly, what do we gain if we take whatever the world has to give us? We gain absolutely nothing. In fact, we lose. We lose the life that God wants us to have through His Son, Jesus Christ. So it is my hope and prayer that you look and see what you can truly gain by being a follower of God through His Son, Jesus Christ, being one of His disciples, wanting to be a follower, wanting to incorporate the gospel within your own personal lives, and then you will truly gain the life that you want to lead because it would be one in fellowship with God. Amen. Let us prepare our hearts for communion this morning. And we practiced open communion here in the chapel. If you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, however you came about that, you're welcome to take communion with us. Let us pray. Our gracious God, you have reminded us through the time that we've had how you truly want to be one with us in all things. Your scriptures also remind us that your love is there for us. The life that you want us to have is there for us. And we just have to make that choice to want that life. And God, I'm just so thankful that you forgive us. You forgive us of the things that we've done wrong, the past, present, and the future, because that's the representation of your grace. And God, we thank you for the freedom and the liberty that it gives us to want to do those things that honor you and that praise you. Thank you, God, for forgiving us of our sins and just loving us the way that we are this morning. I receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn this morning is number 399. Wonderful Grace of Jesus number three hundred and ninety-nine
1: child. Purchasing peace in heaven for all eternity. And the wonderful grace of Jesus reaches me. Wonderful the matchless grace of Jesus. and grace for even me broader
2: than the scope of my transgressions greater than all my sin and shame oh
0: magnify the precious name of Jesus Christ His name. Amen let us pray God we are so thankful Thank you that you have united our hearts and one spirit, and one accord. And God, help us to go forward in our lives desiring to be a follower of you in all things, because we can truly gain the riches in your life that you want us to have by doing that. And now, may the peace of God that passes all understanding
2: be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.